Oh, yeah, everybody. March 1st, your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle. We are back. We are broadcasting live from Boston, um, the new home of the filibuster freestyle podcast studio and network. Uh, we may do one last one out of Charlotte, depending on schedules in a couple weeks, but I digress. Anyway, filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can find everything you want to find about the show, and you can always subscribe on Spotify. You can f- subscribe on Deezer, like our French listeners do, uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, SoundCloud. list goes on. Anyway, a few things going on today I want to hit with, hit you with. Struggling to speak, not a great sign when you're going to host a podcast. But uh, we're going to get into reality TV a little bit. We're going to bring in our reality TV A team, obviously, Cindy Harrington and uh, Dara Ritchie O'Brien from Southern Charm fame. And we're not going to talk Southern Charm because we've already promised that we quit that show. But we are going to talk about Below Deck, specifically the sailing yacht new version of Below Deck. And uh, my hypothesis is that though it's only been out for about a half a season or so, it is already running into the rocks and about to sink as a show. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll also get into a little bit of cocktail hour memories with Dara. Uh, we did that in our last podcast with Andrew Patterson, some cocktail hour memories. So we'll keep that theme going as well. Now, before we go any further, let's talk about some places listening. Number one, as it has been for a while, Paris, France. Number two, in a big way, Phoenix, Arizona. Number three, Mountain View, California. Get a few others here for you. Cherry Hill, New Jersey, Rialto, California, Bristol, in the United Kingdom, uh, Philadelphia, Clifton, New Jersey, a place called Telford in the United Kingdom, King City, Canada, and at number 11, Oh How the Mighty Have Fallen, Ashburn, Virginia, the old perennial number one, back in our feed, but way down at number 11. A couple other interesting ones, Rhodes, Australia, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, a place called Igarasu, Brazil, uh, let's see if I, anything else really interesting, Cairo, Egypt, and of course our friends in Moscow, Checking in from Mother Russia as well. Good to hear from all of them. Uh, any other interesting countries listening? We'll find out real quickly before we uh, get to the theme song. And then, of course, get to a little thing called uh, the Filibuster Freestyle Main Dish with Dara O'Brien and Cindy Harrington. But yeah, so we talk about France as number one. Again, really since they're on a three-month run here. Paris, France is on a three-month run as the number one place listening to the filibuster freestyle. So again, Trebion, Trebien, all of it. Merci beaucoup to our French folks. Anyway, United Kingdom, third place. Canada, fourth. Australia, Malaysia, Egypt, and then the big three. Well, really the big two with Brazil sandwich in the middle. The Russian Federation and the Islamic Republic of Iran. Thanks to all you listening all over the world. Um, and again, you know, it's not... It's not me you want, it's Jeremy Johnson, Jeremy in the car. If you're listening from any, um, you know, CIA-like entity around the world. Uh, and again, Jeremy is just a food blogger. Don't worry about him either. It's all in good fun. Okay, here comes the theme song. Up next, Cindy Harrington. And by the way, we have to figure out her title on this show, because back and forth on that kind of stuff. And uh, that noise in the background you might actually hear is uh, the aforementioned Cindy Harrington. Uh, and then, of course... Um, Dara Richie O'Brien. This might be the worst intro I've ever done, but, uh, you know, breaking the fourth wall, getting used to the new surroundings in a big way here in Boston, Mass., on the Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle, 
filibuster, filibuster, watch out for the filibuster, filibuster, freestyle, filibuster, freestyle, it's the filibuster, freestyle, filibuster, freestyle. Okay, as promised, joining me in the studio, my wife, Cindy Harrington. Hi. We're going to figure out what your name is by the end of this podcast. And from Philadelphia, the wife of the great Dan O'Brien, Dara Richie O'Brien. How are you, Dara? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're great. We're great. We are way overdue for some reality television talk. We sure are. We're way over- I really, I mean, I blame a lot of things, but really... I'll just blame how uninteresting the cast of Southern Charm became in season six. It's really sad state of affairs. I have some gossip on Southern Charm that I can chime in with whenever. Well, go for it right now. Dara, do you, do you think you know what I'm going to say? I don't know. What? I've heard Catherine and T-Rev are back together and they're filming. What? Yes. I don't know. So wait, are you basing that off of that photo that they posted? Like she posted a picture of him and her? No, I saw something on the Whispering Aileen's or maybe on Twitter. And then she was posting stories because immediately I took to the gram to confirm confirm said details. And she was posting in his house. Like she posted a story of the kids in his house. Like she was definitely like very comfortable looking over there. Huh. So. Really? That that wow. might give it a shot to bring it back. I'm just saying. I'm just dropping dropping these bombs. All right. So yes. that, that might breathe life into the show. Um, and as Andy said the other night on what Watch What Happens Live, just when you think these properties are dead, something interesting happens. So <laughs> maybe true. very true. And, but yeah, we're not here to talk about Southern Charm. But that was a very good just like, a, a glimmer of, of of gossip and and potentially um, some excitement from a, a now dormant franchise. Correct. But Great. a franchise that is crushing it, we, we've talked about it before on the filibuster freestyle, is the Below Deck franchise. It's fantastic. Just watched, and I don't think any of us are really prepped for it, but you guys are so good off the cuff, maybe you can still talk about it. But the Below Deck Captain Lee season uh, reunion was yes. really good. It was um, very divisive. I mean, people had a lot of feelings about that reunion. A lot of feelings. I feel yes. like winners and losers quickly from that reunion. Did you guys, I mean, Ashton, huge loser, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Ashton, maybe out of everybody, went in the most prepared to have a redemption story. Like, he was obviously really well prepped by some PR person yeah. to, like, be go in there, own your mistakes, apologize, apologize, apologize. Um, but it certainly didn't feel authentic in any way or genuine, for sure. He missed that component. <laughs> That's tough. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Don't apologize if you can't actually show contrition. That's That's a hot take right there. I think, yeah. I think Kevin, I actually really believed. I agree. I felt um, a little bit more, I felt like he was a little bit more, like, likable, uh, you know, and, like, the way he explained things. He kind of more owned it and was just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a shitbag. Sorry. Great um, language. My one, <laughs> my one swear. <laughs> and uh, I made some mistakes. Yeah, but... Yeah, it was interesting. I thought that... Andy Cohen got a lot of crap for 
reunion. Yes. People were just saying he was too easy on the guys and not hard enough on them and that he came off kind of as a bro. I don't know. If, you know, it's, it's a little bit tough. I, I think that the first hour, he wasn't hard enough on them. The second hour, I think he kind of hammered them a little bit more. And I thought that Courtney came off. Courtney? Yeah, Courtney. Courtney. I thought she came off great. I loved her. Uh, I loved her and immediately followed her on Instagram after that <laughs> reunion. <laughs> great, great move. Great she move. She looked like laid in the weeds all season and then just really pounced on the on the reunion show. Yes, she's yes. a very composed, well spoken, like yes. twenty year old girl. It's very impressive. For sure. Yes. No, really, it was a really good, liked her. And you know, again, we we aren't here to talk about that show, but but the point is, like, we find ourselves doing it because. They've stuck to the formula, a really compelling cast, okay? And here are my two issues off the bat with Below Deck Sailing Yacht, which I think is already okay. running into the rocks, to use a sailing pun, okay? Um, they missed casts. They did a bad job casting the two most important roles of the show, which is why I can't get into it. Mm-hmm. I think they screwed up on who the captain is, and I know they screwed on who the chief stew is. The Chief Stew mm-hmm. could not be less compelling than she is. And she doesn't have any gravitas at all that makes me want to care about her life. And that role is way too important for me to be saying that from episode one and still feel that way like five, six weeks later. And the captain, I would give him a shot. I could be wrong, but he just doesn't seem to have what Captain Lee and Captain Sandy have. He actually has more what that dude who had one season of Below Deck Med before Captain Sandy had. With the weird eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. which is like, he's not made for TV. He's probably a great guy. He's probably a great captain, but he's not a TV person. And as Dara, as your husband, Dan O'Brien, pointed out, that <laughs> Hannah and Kate. Kate are like made for reality television. Yes. They mm-hmm. are made for it, for sure. And this gal... Like, while she may be very good at her job, that's quite frankly, like, the least of my concerns. That's not a prerequisite to be good on television. I don't want, I don't need you to be good at your job. In fact, I like Hannah so much because she's not that, like, she's, she's not that great at her job. No, she makes for great television. Terrible tablescapes from Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Sandy will tell you that. Hell yeah, she will. Yeah, bad tablescapes, but, like, she's super compelling. Yeah. Um, she will hook up with a guest. That's not out of the realm mm-hmm. of possibility. Um, let us never forget that episode. Correct. So, yeah, she's a bit of a bit of a hot mess. She will get into the drama. She's not above it, and I appreciate that. And that makes it work. Right. Yes. So the other issue I have is they decided to, in season one, go with this pre-existing couple relationship of Paget and his girlfriend. And yes. I don't even know his girlfriend's name because she's so uncompelling. But it's not a good mix for Below Deck. It's it's not the energy you want. Like, we don't know their history. It's not like they got together as two randos three seasons ago and we love them both and now they're working together. They're just two strangers bickering, which, like, I mean, we've all been out to dinner with a couple who's fighting. That sucks. That's not Below Deck energy. That's real housewife's energy. But not even as compelling. And that's my take. The couple they put on the show, no one cares about them. So why do I want to hear them bicker? I can do that with Cindy. We can go to dinner with a couple who hates each other or vice versa and return the favor and have that exact terrible experience. And that's all the energy they're giving me and it's sucking my life out of me from watching Below Deck. Sailing Yacht. That's my hot take. It's a really good hot take. Oh, they're terrible. They're probably not terrible, but getting to know them as like a nagging couple who works together, 
Not the look I wanted. Well, to that example, also, Adam, who's the chef on Below Deck Sailing Yacht this year, when his first season, when he was coming in, he was secretly dating one of the deck crew. And they kept it... uh, Secretly, though. Yeah, and they kept it from production until it kind of boiled over because she started hooking up with someone else on the crew, and it was a lot of drama. And that was a very compelling season. See, I want that. That was a great season with Malia and that Malia, thank you. Yes. Yes. I followed her on Instagram for a while, then they broke up, and I was like, "Eh, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Later, Malia. I heard she might be coming back next season. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, Yeah. which I'm kind of into. Mm -hmm. She was... Cute. Was, yeah. was, um, was she Captain Lee or Captain Sandy? She was with Hannah. Season. So Sandy. I think. Sandy. I think she was mad. Yeah. I think yeah. they were mad. But so that's exactly right. That's the, that's what I want. So so they've got four giant holes in the, in, or at least three if you count the couple that we don't care about in their like season one plot, and I just don't know if they can come back from that. Yeah, I, you know, it's a really good point. I, I was thinking, like, from the perspective of, like, oh, clearly this couple's got some issues, and, like, this other girl's kind of flirting with the guy, and he started, but it, and I thought maybe they've got something there, but you're right, now it's just, like, it's become watching ordinary people bicker, and, like, that's not what I, yeah, that's yeah. not what I want in my reality television. <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, that's just like literally reality. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yes. We look for an elevated reality if we're going yeah, to sit down and watch it. Yeah, if I want to have a terrible it. time with a bickering couple, I'll just like go to dinner with 50% of the couples out there, right? I mean, yeah. and believe me, you know, it is what it is. Um, so that's coming to my take. Cindy also mentioned, but I wrote it down in the notes, like, you know, the guests also of the charter, the charter guests have not pulled their weight either. Can we please stop and take one moment to talk about the people who brought their one month old onto a sailing yacht? I only saw the commercials for this and I was too horrified and too anxiety ridden to even watch it. I literally kept stopping and pausing the episode to like rant about it to Dan and he's like, yeah, it, we, we, I know. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I could not get over it. Like, do you know what is not what I would want to do with a one-month-old who is not sleeping and still breastfeeding? Now, granted, anything I outside you, of your house, anything outside of your house, yeah, literally. <laughs> like, what did, did they fly private? No, I doubt it. No, from Illinois or Idaho or wherever they were from. No, so she took like several commercial flights Ugh. with a one-month-old for fun. Don't they have no immune system? Like when, like yes, correct. They have no immune. Like I'm not a dad or anything, but the last time I checked, like that's a bad idea to bring a one month old on an airplane. And and that yacht, like at times, is fully like, yeah, it's fully to forked. the side, forty five yeah. degree yes. angle to the ocean. Right. I I mean, like listen, I understand you planned this trip probably before you got pregnant, but like take a flyer on this one. Yeah, Stay push home. It. Just Send push your it. husband. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't know what you did. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. So, I mean, the, the the most interesting thing that the guests have done this year is to to erroneously bring in one month old on a boat. So yeah, it's not great. Yes. Like, where's Johnny Damon? Where's you know? You yes. Now nah, that was an episode. <laughs> yeah. Give me. That was an episode. Give me some famous. Give me Jamel Hill. Jamel, uh, Jamel Hill. Give yes. me Jamel yes. Hill. Give me Johnny Damon. Give me. That dude Housewives wouldn't stop hitting on my Yes. Yeah. Give me any of that. And then they're just bringing on like regular schmoes and then people who are dumb enough to bring in literally a newborn on a boat. 
in the in the in friggin' Thailand or wherever they are. Where are Greece. they? Greece. In Greece. From yeah. Idaho or Iowa or somewhere in between. It just doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. But like that's the most drama we can muster. So so yeah. Here's here's my defense. Here's what I'm Yeah, what do say. you have? I mean, my, my way off here, guys, like you tell me. Go ahead, Dara. Here's what I'm gonna say. I think I've been we've been enjoying watching it actually. And I think it's because this last season on Below Deck was filled with such abhorrent men yeah. that like that people I was like, I don't I'm not having any fun. I don't want to be on this boat. And so <laughs> Like, get me off of the boat, literally. Like, I stuck in there because I love Kate and Captain Lee, but, like, I could not. And I hated Riley, too. She was not a man. She's a woman. She was just as awful as the men. Like, I couldn't. Right. I I just, I hated that whole season. And so this has felt lighter or lighter or something. So I will say that. That's That's my, that's my. That's fair. That's my counterpoint. That's totally fair. It's not on point. And I'm not saying it's dead because, like, they'll figure it out. They'll recast it. They'll – but they right. just my, – my big point was they really screwed up on Chief Stew and they really screwed up on a, a couple we don't care about True. giving us regular – like, regular stuff. Um, yes. And the captain. And the captain. You're yeah. right. He's yeah. not ready for TV. No. He seems like he's a great captain. He just doesn't have yeah, that. Yeah, he seems like a lovely human. That just flair. Like, yeah. like, I don't even dislike him, which is right. why I said I, they, I think they screwed up the casting. Like, I'm right. not trying to kill him. And again, the other woman's really good at being a stew, uh, chief stew. She's just not good at being on television either. So that for me is why I'm just, I can't get into it. I was actually pretty pumped when it, the concept first came out. Because, you know, you guys know that I'm relatively new to the below deck world. And I was excited that there was something new to kind of get involved in. But just isn't doing it for me. Um, yeah. So really quickly, I want to get into a couple more topics. But I want to hit you guys with some, some real, real talk. Unrelated observation. I'm at my parents' house last night. Because I live in Massachusetts now. And um, their neighbors who live in my Uncle Paul's old house, which could be like three different directions because Uncle Paul... Oh, did Paul and Linda move? Yeah, but not too far away. But like not next door. Good question though. Um, The neighbors still leave their Christmas lights on. Really? It's March 1st. It's March 1st. And my dad's like, oh no, they're on every night. And so it's really a mind warp to in like, for my case last night, on leap year, leap day... February 29th, you're at your parents' house, which you associate with being home for the holidays, but it's not the holidays. It's the day before March, and you're looking at a gosh darn light show in the backyard of multicolored lights, and the neighbors just won't quit. So I don't know whether to love it, hate it, or just, I don't know, but it's, it's really weird to see something on the last day of February. How do your parents feel about it? I, does it annoy, annoy your dad? I feel like it would annoy your he dad. He actually seems great with it. I'm not sure why. Wow. Yeah. Nice. He seems okay with it, but but a really weird like when I came like down their street and I'm like, oh, Christmas lights, and I'm like, but it's not Christmas. Yeah, it's a weird vibe. They have a lot going on in that house, also. It seems there's a lot of drama. At my parents' house? No, at the neighbor's house. Well, what if the neighbors listen? I'm sure there's no drama at all. They just like Christmas. Well, you already brought up their lights, so it's like lights, so I can see from the street. I don't know about their their. See, America, listen, France, this is a bickering couple that no one cares about. See? It's not interesting. It stinks. That was staged. That was it. Yeah, that's that's how you have reality radio right there. But it's not not elevated. It's just two people yelling at each other about opinions. It's not good. It's not good at all. All right, so I want to get into this Love is is Blind thing, because I know you're going to watch it. Wow. But really quickly before we do that, I want to do something called Cocktail Hour Memories Part 2 slash... 
wedding anecdotes. I think one of the things that Cindy and I finally learned when we had our own wedding, which you were at, is that you yes. really do not have the ability to absorb everything that's happening because so much is happening. Though you would like to. Yes. And, yes. And so if you have any anecdote or story from the wedding that you fi- feel would be entertaining for us, especially if we don't know about it, floor is yours. Well, first of all, let me just start out by saying great, great wedding. One of the most fun weekends in recent years. Like, just a blast. And Thank you. Also, Thanks, Sarah. Just, yes, was, you know, when you're so happy for the people getting married, it just, like, makes it so much more fun. So, True. anyway... That, that that was my, I just want to start off by saying that. And then my favorite little anecdote from the wedding was at one point, so as for the listeners, our table was us and a bunch of other couples and Robbie and Michael Sr., your uncle. Yes. My, our, Mike's dad. Mike Viano's dad. So we, at one point, Robbie had his jacket sitting on the chair his chair behind him and Dan had his jacket off and Rob he took Robbie's jacket and put it on and Robbie's a much smaller man than Dan and was dancing in it and then Robbie put on Dan's jacket and it would look like a giant giant suit on him and we're both dancing and I have a video of it it's it was so funny I was just just a funny little memory from the wedding that really made me giggle that's amazing. Do you think that the Uncle Mike Robbie combo at the table of otherwise four married couples was a great move by us, or what do you think? Great move. I loved it. Yeah, we I thought as we were going through it, we're like, you know who will do really well at that table with the Philadelphia crew plus Mike and Jen is Robbie and Uncle Mike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. That's awesome. I love them as a couple. They're my favorite. Absolutely. I mean, they're like, they're like one of the ultimate father son duos too, because (laughs) like, you know, like uncle Mike has four children. Robbie is his youngest by a lot. Uh, And they're, you know, they both have an affinity for Diet Coke, but you know. Yeah. They're so funny. Yeah. We figured they would do really well. We figured they would do really well at that table. So that's what we did there. It was great. All right, all right, cool. So let's let's end this pod. I know you got a date with your husband to watch some Love is Blind. Yes. So just a quick pitch for everyone listening. Love is Blind is a show on Netflix. It The concept is that you are in these pods. So like the women are all together and the men are all together. And you go on like, it's like speed dating. But you don't get to see the other person, mm. right? So it's like they're each like sitting on their couch and they're like got a blanket on them and they're they're drinking their wine and they're chatting like a regular date, but you can't see the person. And the only way huh. to get out of the pods is to propose to a person. Like for marriage? Yes, for marriage. So like you start going on all these dates and then you propose to them and then you can see them. Then you get the reveal. Whoa, that's like got to have so many legal fees associated with it. That show seems crazy. Okay, so then, and that's just like the first two episodes. Is this season one or is this like big Season one. Okay. Season one. So that's just like the first two episodes. Then the couples who all couple up, there's people who don't meet someone, they don't connect with somebody. So let's just say there's like six or seven couples, six couples that come out of it. They all are engaged now and then they go to Mexico. And so... 
you just watch this play out and then they interact with each other like they have group things well meanwhile like you've dated some of these other people so there's this one girl who was like really interested in this other guy and she ended up settling for a different guy well now he's there with the other girlfriend it's fascinating it's so good Cindy you know about this one I've only heard about it from some friends, the friends I was hanging out with yesterday, and they were all obsessed with it. But I've seen a lot. So Nick Lachey and and what's his wife's name are the hosts. Vanessa Lachey. Yes. Have you seen Danny Pellegrino's posts about yes. this? Yes. I wanted. So funny. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on that. So Danny, this show was filmed two years ago, and apparently, like they shopped it around, and Netflix finally bit. But like Nick Lachey and Vanessa are the hosts, but. He, Danny Pellegrino, who's like a great reality TV pod person, thought that they were like added in like le- and reshot recently. later. Yeah, they've totally yeah. reshot it and like added them in like huh. a lot later on, so, so that they could have like someone to promote it, like right. on you know talk shows and stuff like that. Got it, because it needs to sell. Yes, but what was interesting is that they did the whole promo tour for it the same week that Jessica Simpson's book came out. Yeah, that so, was like, something. Interviews. It was sort of weird. Now, I read Jessica Simpson's book, guys, and when I it's say that it was compelling, huh. so riveting, I've I ordered loved it. it. I've ordered it. Oh my it. god, I'm ready. Please, I want to have a book club afterwards, like after you're done about it. It okay. was so good, and so I'm like a big Jessica Stan right now. And so Stanley, I, Jessica Simpson, yeah. yes. And so I'm like anti Nick and Vanessa right now. Not for like any major reason. It's just that I feel like well, I'm very. You have to be one or the other with that. You got to pick a side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So, well, maybe once Cindy reads it, you guys can come on and do a, a book club on the pod. I'll just produce it. I won't even have to say anything. There you uh, go. My number one dream. My number to. one dream is you just like produce shows for Cindy. So Cindy's gonna start doing things with Robbie on like 90 Day Fiance. Um, oh, great. Yeah. Like, all the things that I just can't get into, we're just going to, like, produce it for Cindy and, like, pundits. We're going to try to really grow yes. this. Like, you know, I'm still struggling with my surroundings and, like, doing intros to the show as the beginning <laughs> of the show is evidence. But um, if I can gain more podcast volume out of, you know, the new studio here in Massachusetts, then, you know, we'll go for that. Um, Good. I love it. I love it. I would love that. For sure. So... So we'll get our reality show train back online. I feel like it's been a very tumultuous uh, between Southern Charm falling apart and then, you know, us getting married and me moving and starting a new job. It's been a very tumultuous ability to follow yes. reality television. Should we pitch sure. should we pitch our new favorite show as long as we're talking about Oh yeah, Daryl, like, give us a couple seconds. I know you got to roll, but uh, Hot Ones, it's a it's a YouTube show that's also available on cable, Netflix, etc. It's a guy named Sean Evans. It. Yeah, he yes. he interviews people with hot wings. Paul Rudd is a famous yes. gif. Yeah. Yes, I watched it. Dan and I watched an episode. I'm trying to remember what the episode is that we watched. Oh, it was Adam Devine. Oh, oh so good. great one. It was a great one. It's so funny. And then we watched the talk or like the the reality show competition. Oh, the game one, show. Like, yeah, yeah, I also enjoyed that show portion. Yeah. So good, though. Really liked it. The guy's it's, a very good interviewer. He's a Excellent. very good interviewer. His researching is amazing. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah, got a real crack research team. His, his crack research team actually Top notch. is not a crack research team. They're what we, we like to call in the business a research team. 
<laughs> and they don't look things up on Google while the show is on. They actually look it up before the interview starts. It's an amazing thing of why he's got millions of followers and, you know, we're big in France. Which, by the way, thank you, France. Merci beaucoup. But anyway. Dara, I would highly recommend the Paul Rudd episode. You okay. will love every second of it. Okay. I love Paul Rudd. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, that was our like first one to get us going, and then we just never stopped. Um, yeah. And it's great. And actually, I have an idea for a pod, so obviously it's kind of stealing his idea, but I actually want to get all the hot sauces and try to do just an interview about whatever while doing yeah. it. Like, not to yeah. like steal his thing, but I just want to see how hard it is. To, and like, stay on point when your yeah. face is literally on fire. Like, I think that'd be a fun, you know, it'd be a fun, like, to try to do that as an homage, you know? Totally. Agree. So, Agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will find a way, Dara, to, to incorporate some more realities even here in the year 2020. Thanks for sticking with us. I know that your husband was joking with you ever so gently that you'd been canceled. You had not been canceled. <laughs> Ever so gently. But, I mean, you know, he's coming off that wine well and dragon's high and just... <laughs> yeah, that was the other shocking thing at the wedding is that, you know, when I go to a Viano event, I'm really, you know, I know all, so much of your family. Yes. Obviously, Jen is my best friend. And so um, I'm used to being like, oh, it's Dara. There were a lot of people that were like, oh, you're Dan O'Brien's wife. And I'm like... Oh, boy. I mean, I guess... <laughs> Yeah, you typically don't play second fiddle in like a Viano event. At a Viano event, usually I'm the lead, but you know, his wow. reputation precedes him from the wow, pod. Wow. So. I mean, that just goes to show you how much people like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once again, Game of Thrones is more popular than all of us. And so, you know, Dan had the inside track on the Wine Wall and Dragons. That's what, that's what happens right there. So. Yep. All right, cool. Hey, enjoy Love is Blind. Stick around for a minute. Thank you. We'll catch up. But thank you for being on. Cindy, thank you. Thanks, Gav. Cindy, what is your last name? (laughs) I mean, legally? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. We're like literally in limbo right now. I had to put Viano on the marriage certificate. Right. But I haven't haven't done one damn thing about it otherwise. So, Harry? You know, it's... It took me like two months to finally do it because it's such a gigantic pain. In the yeah, spot. and I yeah. like have all these licenses I carry with my job, so right. it's gonna be a project. Right. It's gonna be yeah, a project. Right. Takes yeah to be to be continued. Okay. Well, once Cindy figures out what her last name is, <laughs> well, we'll be Viano eventually. Yeah, no, we yeah. all know I'm not, this. this is not like to poke fun or anything, <laughs> but Chief Finance Officer Cindy Harrington was such a good. <laughs> Slogan like yeah. for a name, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. now I don't know what to call you, so it's like <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna think about that more. Yeah, but we'll like, have an answer soon. Just as the beginning of this show was the worst pre-show preamble of all <laughs> okay. time, this is what we call a production meeting during the show. And so again, the crack research team is off tonight, and the spitballing ideas on what to call your wife on the podcast team is meeting as we all listen. So. It's all good. In real time. Yeah, I'm exactly. IRL. So, <laughs> IRL. and for goodness sakes, everybody, go on Deezer if you're in France or, you know, Spotify if you're in the States or anywhere else. Maybe Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Rate the pod, review the pod, spread the word of the pod so people like Dara and Cindy can get their proper due as gurus of the reality game. Thank you. Okay? Dara, have a great night. And like I said, stick around for a second. Cindy, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you all soon.